Hi. It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Woo! Shoot this thing. Shoot up in here amongst us. One of us got to have some relief. I'll tell you this. I'm getting some relief right here. I got hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. It is hot. And it is good. It's the Mocha Java flavor. And I ground up those beans a little while ago and ran it through my press. Here it is. Listen up. Energy in a cup. (laughs) Is that what that is? Welcome in. Hour two underway here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. Texts coming up. We had a baseball discussion. We were recapping the weekend, sort of reacting to the weekend. Southern Miss dominating everybody. So is Tennessee. I'm not sure there are two more dominant teams at their levels of competition. Of course, uh, Southern Miss is the sixth, was the sixth-ranked team in the country. I don't know if the polls are out any different. They got another sweep this weekend. They're just making – look, I mean, look, Southern Miss is a, a top – 10 team nationally, and they're playing in Conference USA. They're just mowing everybody down. They got new string on a weed eater. They're just mowing everybody down. <laughs> and Tennessee's doing that to everybody also. All right. Uh, over to the phone line where a man named Rooster has been hanging on patiently for a while, and I appreciate the patience. Rooster, happy Monday to you. What's up? Yeah, happy Monday. I can hang on. I'm in a good mood, we won, you know, hallelujah. Yep, yep. <laughs> but can I ask some questions that your listening audience may be interested in? Yeah, hit me up. What you got? Uh, it's, it, it's raining now in Trustmark Park. It'll be raining tomorrow. Okay. Is there any way to schedule that game? Huh, that's a good question. Uh, so a way to reschedule. The game's scheduled for a Tuesday night. And I know that State does not have any other midweek, and I wouldn't think Ole Miss does either. So, I mean, I guess it's possible that if they couldn't play tomorrow, I'm saying I'm only saying I guess because I'm not looking at the Mississippi Braves schedule. I don't know. But I'm only guessing that if they couldn't play it tomorrow, that for the two teams themselves, they could maybe make it up on Wednesday both, you may find this interesting uh, as it pertains to this discussion, Rooster, but both teams are on the road in the SEC this coming weekend for Friday, Saturday, right. and Sunday series. Yeah. Yeah. There's no Thursday stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think we can win three in Columbia. I don't want to jinx it, but two for sure. Okay. So we're going to be 500 in the SEC next game I've called everybody but everybody's not answering the phone and called me back because it's Confederate Memorial Day everything's closed closed what about yes Confederate Memorial Day it's a holiday but everything's closed because of that all city county state offices closed what and trust mark yes it's a holiday it's crazy. That's, Is that a memorial? I didn't know hey, everything closed. Let me get on my political soapbox. All right, all right. Uh, next question, or comment, we'll ask the question, you can't fire Mike Bianco. Good grief. you got to let him resign and call his own terms. Holy cow, he's an institution. These idiots quit asking about firing him. It ain't like football. This is baseball. <laughs> and speaking of football and baseball, the question, is number 33 still playing football? Nope. He's full-time baseball. 
The mule, oh, Brad God. Cumbus. <laughs> Don't tell me that. We yeah. lost Cumbus. Yeah, he didn't play this oh, past man. year either. Yeah, he he was full-time baseball. He never got in the game? Mm-mm. He didn't he even – he didn't, no, he didn't even practice in the fall. Mm-mm. He was full-time well, baseball. Well, yeah, he sure might have. The well, they, they may, maybe they did, but he wasn't out there. Yeah, I'd forgotten. So he's not going to be on the football field. But that's all right. We, we still got him swinging the bat. Hallelujah. Hey, hey, Rooster, I think you made a good decision. Well, I do too. I'm not going to question anything he does because he's, he's, listen, he's MLB. Yeah, I think him so. Him and Gonzalez for sure are MLB and maybe Elko and maybe somebody else. Mm. But he's fantastic. No question. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> and he's humongous. I don't, I'm telling you, Rooster, you know, of course, football player, a lot of these guys are big. But let me just tell you, you know, Brad is every bit of six foot six, like every bit of it. And he's every bit of 255 ish with about a 30 inch waist, 30, 32 inch waist. Big old athletic joker. And the thing about him is, yeah. Brad has, Brad, as a matter of fact, I could look it up here. He has not committed an error all year. He leads the team in fielding percentage, all positions. Has made a bunch of diving catches. Hadn't made an error all year long in the outfield. Yeah, I know. And he's he now leading your team in batting average on top of everything else. I'll make a prediction. He's the next Will Clark. Okay. That's how good he is. Okay. Well, you, you say – you, that's a and we we got a ways to go before we're as good as Will Clark, but well, think, that's your I, prediction. I think you'll make. Yeah, 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 and uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be there tomorrow night with bells on. Just but it's gonna rain. It's raining now. Trust my part. Well, kinda, I'm looking at the forecast. <laughs> uh, the forecast for Jackson tomorrow does involve rain. The temperature tomorrow, the high temperature tomorrow, is 73 with a low tomorrow night of 46. Now, this is just today, but as of today. The rain predictions in and around Jackson are are much heavier in the morning, and as you get into the afternoon and evening, um, there's only you know a slight chance of rain, at least in the forecast here and there. So we'll see if it gets rained out or not. Oh well, I hope you're right. That'd be yeah. fantastic to get that game in. I don't have to worry about it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, we'll be there right. in one way or the other. Right. So we're excited. What what is who? Which two teams are eliminated? Who decides that? Well, the, the the league standings will decide that, um, and so that will include tiebreakers also. So there will be, you know, look, some years you've had a team that was clearly 14th and out of it, but that 13th team might have had the same record as teams number 12 and 11, but 12 and 11 had them in a tiebreaker, and they get left out, so... It'll all be the league standings, and whoever's in the bottom two, including tiebreakers, will not go to Hoover. It would be sad if Ole Miss Miss got to play Arkansas. I mean, State's got a good schedule. Yeah. With three with Missouri. But, you know, Ole Miss is sitting where they are now. I mean, the only team I'd say is a lot is Missouri for last place. But you've got a bunch of teams now with look like 14, 15 losses. Yeah. But the Rebels. Got a tough schedule, no question. They they may be thirteen. Yeah, Missouri's going to be fourteen, no question. They might not win another game, but uh, it doesn't look good for the Rebels. They got to win a game or two. They've got to yeah. turn it on, Rooster. They they're look. You know the truth about it is there's enough baseball left that nobody's out of the woods. 
Now, the the one given is that Tennessee's locked in. They're just dominating everybody. That's a given, okay? And then everybody else is kind of middle of the pack or back. And there's a lot of baseball left. Georgia's having a great year. And but you know, and certainly you get like the first five or six teams that are in the SEC right now. They're they're in the SEC tournament. We know all that kind of but I'm just saying there's enough baseball left that state could play its way in, but they could also play themselves out. Ole Miss could play their way in, but they could also play themselves out. You know, nothing's decided just yet. Oh, sure it is. State's a lock. They're a lock with that win uh, Saturday. To get into Hoover, you think? Yeah. Okay. Twelve teams make it. They're a lot. Well, I'm just what I'm saying is what I'm saying is there's enough games left that if they don't play really hard and really well, I don't think it's a given. That's just my opinion. Well, I made the prediction over the radio airways that Mississippi State or Ole Miss would be favored to win the tournament. So I hate to see Ole Miss not make it after I made that prediction. And I look at their schedule, and they their schedule is not easy. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, they got a much harder schedule than Mississippi State. But baseball is a weird game. And just, man, hallelujah for number 33. He had a big weekend. Old Brad Cumbus had a big oh, weekend. Rooster, appreciate I'm, the call, I'm, man. I still have him come down. God bless. God bless you. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. Let's hit the text line and see what y'all are thinking and texting. What you're thinking via text. On the country, please, and text line. Miko said, it's not the coaches at Ole Miss. It's the locker room that said there's no leadership there. And see, Miko, here's the thing about that. I I have a hard time wrapping my head around that because you've got a, a guy in Tim Elko who has been around a long time who very much seems to come across like a really strong leader. And, you know, it's just, it's my opinion. I'll give it to you. And, you know, if you can't, if you're on a team and you're a young guy and you can't follow Tim Elko, who can you follow? Um, and and in the unnamed texture regarding the pitching rotation, they're going to stick with what they're talking about this weekend. I know it goes back to a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I guarantee you they'll stick with Brandon Smith game one, Preston Johnson game two, and then Kate Smith game three. They'll stick with that because it's worked for them the last two weeks. QB1 texted the show and said, Bianco is a lot like Stansberry, recruits well, has mostly great seasons, but very little in the postseason. Well, you know, actually, I, you, you could – yeah, I think you could probably talk about that. Yeah. Um, recruits well, mostly great season, winning seasons, but, you know, very little in the postseason. The thing about it is, yeah, you know, baseball is different. Um I know people have had these discussions. They're not a direct parallel. It's apples and oranges. But, you know, you get into a regional, what is that the equivalent of in basketball? You're, you know, or making it to a super regional. What's the equivalent of that in, in a basketball side, you know? It's hard to judge. Uh, Lonely Eagle texted the show, and he says, 
The only team with a pitching staff as good, maybe better than Southern Miss, is Tennessee. It may be true. I mean, Southern Miss's pitching staff is complete. That's what's so impressive about that. They are complete. They, it's like everybody knows their role. The starts they get, you know, Lonely Eagle, they don't have – Southern Miss doesn't, is not running out that, that Friday night first-round guy that is striking out 12 or 13 a ball game. But they don't have to have that. It's like you know what you're going to get from everybody. Game one, game two, game three, this is his role, and then we go to him, and then on Saturdays we go to him, and we get two innings, and we get four strikeouts out of him, and it's like boom, 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 boom. It is a They are so consistent. And when we had Scott Berry on the show, you know, the question about the veteran part of it, he's like, absolutely. Old guys, kids been around forever. No discipline issues. They just want to win. I think Coach Barry's having a ball coaching this team. Walt letting us know that also in the midweek, Ole Miss has got a game with Southern Miss left. They've got a game with Arkansas State left. There are no walk in the parks, walks in the park in the midweek stuff. Jonathan texted the show, and he says, Hey, Matt, this is a sports show I know. And don't want to get off of it, but Rankin County Sheriff had a situation that shut down I-20 for a while this morning. Involved a bad guy, kids, and a lot of good guys. Reports are that the good guys are good, the bad guy is well, you know, and the kids are safe. Shout out to all the law enforcement folks out there. Big hat tip to all of y'all. So absolutely, I'm with you on that. I don't even know the details except what you told me, Jonathan. But just for me, just in general... But in this one as well, I'll tip my cap also to the law enforcement people out there. And so if you guys in uniform, men and women in uniform, y'all are listening. Listener Jonathan wants to pat you on the back and say thanks for your work today. Jackson Mailman says rain is supposed to stop early tomorrow in Jackson. Pearl. So the game should be uh, fine tomorrow night. That's what I saw too when I looked ahead at the forecast. Real unnamed texture said Rooster needs to get himself a new weather person or an app. <laughs> we need to get him a new phone from C Spire so he's got no excuse not to know what the weather's going to do. Sort of. Dog Tired Florence says, you mentioned basketball, so this question is an informal inquiry about MSU's new basketball men's and women's coach. Informal inquiry, I give you an informal <laughs> inquiry type of answer. Uh, it's very early. They are on the recruiting trail. He's got some kids transferring in and some tra- some transferring out. <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's what I know right now. Over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone. Joey hanging on line one. Thanks for calling, Joey. What's up? Hey, Matt. Um, you know, I'm thinking, it, it, and, and that was a good case you gave for, for Bianco. Yeah, yeah I kind of asked you to be prosecutor and defender that's a pretty good job there maybe you missed maybe maybe you missed your call coincidentally i i I just left the attorney's office but it was actually in my favor some settled from years ago but um but but anyway uh, you know you owe people money sooner or later you'll have to pay it just just i mean I've, i've been on i was on the other side of that my young life too but anyway um you know would old Miss fans? I mean, I understand they're a little uneasy, and and I kind of get it. You, you had high expectations, and 
and something went awry. And state fans are obviously coming off a national championship. But if it wasn't for this bunch down in the hub city, ranked number four in the country, as, as high as four, at worst eight, depending on the poll you look at, mm-hmm. um, if they weren't hinging on a national seed, would would these fan bases be as up in arms as they are? As they are? Hmm, that's a good question. I, we, we, we never thought, is Southern kind of driving the train a little bit? Yeah. They could be very well, you know. Certainly, I, would, you know, I think that would be. I think that'd be cool if they are. Hey, let me just tell you something. It's one of the reasons that we sit here right now, Joey, in April of 2022, still as fan bases in this state with a good, firm grasp and interest in college baseball, because it, it's real. Okay, there's nothing faux about it, and you can't fake success, and you can't go out and buy it. Not yet, anyway, in college baseball. And so nope. what the, What that means is Southern Miss has just as good a chance to go to Omaha and win that thing as State and Ole Miss do. Okay, there's no... Well, when you, go when ahead. you cut 40 teams out of minor league baseball, yeah. A lot of guys had to stay around college. Kyle was talking about that a bunch on the broadcast. And, huh. You know, I, I, I think that guy may be the smartest dude in baseball. I mean, he obviously is a stamp, but that's impressive on its own. Yeah. Um, well, he, he also he, knows he's, he's no, really well. He's no Bart Gregory, but yeah, he went to Stanford. He's pretty smart. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I think he's every. I like him as much as Bart Gregg. Well, I, I was mean, sort of I being sarcastic, Bart. hoping that Bart was oh, listening yeah. and heard me compare him to a Stanford guy. But I digress. Go ahead, Joey. Oh, no. Bart is uh, – he he is super articulate. Now, I tell you what, I love Coach Polk, though, just talking yeah. however he wants to. That's yeah. just <laughs> – I just love that. It's funny. It, it, some people – I don't. I don't know who would find it off-putting, but I'm sure there's some naysayer that would. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, it's not but, often, but Joey. It's not often that you hear um, the uh, the analyst say that the pitcher is in deep doo doo on the radio. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> He's just. Is he states John? Is he states John Match or, or more to the point, yeah. Harry Carey? Yeah, he may be states Harry Carey. Hey, and I um, saw this. So, You'll find this interesting, Joey. I saw this this morning. Got an email from the people at the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. The Ferris, tro- the Boo Ferris Trophy, that's given out to the state's top college baseball player every year. You know, the it's like the Connerly and everything. This is the baseball right. Ferris. At their ceremony for the Ferris Trophy, Coach Polk is going to be the featured speaker this year. They put that out actually this morning. He is a great speaker. Matt and I at my house he was such a nice guy he spoke to the alumni association in Meridian when I was 12 years old that's how well I remember and and he wrote me the neatest autograph and, and I have that at my house and I and I really like it and uh we there was a couple of guys there we were actually in uniform uh and, and we said hey coach we're playing over at the other side of the park when we leave this uh, dinner where we're just going to walk over there and put our cleats on and play baseball, and we would love it if you came. And he was through speaking. You know, Coach Polk walked over there and watched a couple of innings, 
How about that? That's really cool. That's really neat. Not surprised though. Ago, but that, that that's how nice he was. I mean, he, it was just across the park. But of course, mm-hmm. if you've ever been a park in Meridian, across the park it's actually about a mile walk. But, okay. So he probably got drove over there. But but it was really cool. And so um, he, he's just a neat guy. And uh, but yeah, I just I think I think what Southern is doing is is really. Uh, causing some maybe the fan base a little irritability i love I it here's the thing about it here's the thing about it for me joey i love it okay first of all i have a ton of respect personally professionally in every way for scott barry and there's a lot of really good folks at southern miss that over the years doing football and different things i've had a chance to work with and get to know a little bit john cox their radio announcer is one of them Jack Duggan, who does some radio and has been their SCID for years. The whole program and their fan base is really special. Listen, we've talked about it over the years, um, but these last few years, the numbers back it up. You look at attendance at Southern Miss. You look at attendance at State, attendance at Ole Miss. In a state with less than 3 million total people in this entire state, nobody, not even per capita, Nobody in the entire country supports college baseball the way the people in Mississippi do. And that goes for Southern Miss fans, too. And it's a big reason why Scott Berry is able to attract players there. One, it's to play for him. But two, it's to play in that venue at Pete Taylor and play in front of that fan base where they care about the sport. And it could pay off for him this year. I'm pulling for him. All right. Y'all stick around. Required to present present more of the Matt Wyatt Show. We have another totally awesome episode for you today. Ba-ba-ba, back with you. Appreciate the phone calls earlier. If I didn't get a chance to thank you, Jay and Lynn and Lynn again and Rooster and Joey and all the texts we've gotten also. Appreciate everybody texting the show. Beer Slayer wanted to know... Matt, are you doing the Governor's Cup game on television? No, I'm not. I don't know if it's on TV or not tomorrow night. I have no way of knowing. But I know this. It'll be on the radio, won't it, Bill? Yes, sir. We know that for certain. Uh, By the way, y'all, speaking of radio, here's what it sounded like. Game three in the rubber match, Mississippi State versus Ole Miss back on Saturday. It was the bottom of the ninth inning. Mississippi State with a two-run lead in the bottom of the ninth inning. Runner on first base for Ole Miss and Jacob Gonzalez at the plate representing the tying run. And a pitch. Swung on. Fly ball. Right field. It's going. It's going. It's going. It's going. It's going! 6-6. Showers in right. With his second home run of the game, 14th of the year. It's David Kellum on the call from the Ole Miss uh, Network from Learfield. Tying the game, we go to extras. You heard him say 6-6. Isn't it It's sort of weirdly ironic that it took a guy who is 6-6 to break a 6-6 tie in the top of the 11th inning. Here is the call from Jim Ellis. And there's a I'm high you. fly ball. And that one is going and going and going. And Cumbus has just sent a solo shot to left. And Mississippi State will take 
at least a one-run lead into the bottom of the 11th inning. That was a bomb, wasn't it? It, it was. Like, looked like maybe a breaking ball up. Or? Didn't even look like he swung that hard. No. It just ripped, went ripping off his bat and over the left field wall. Over cleared the bullpen by a bunch. When you're strong, you don't have to swing hard, but that ball jumped off the bat. Off the bat, I knew it was out. That's Ryan Polk with Jim Ellis on the call in the Mississippi State Bulldog Network uh, from Learfield. And, and you know, at the end of the call, you heard Coach Polk say, I knew it was out. Because if you go back and you listen to the beginning, as soon as he hit it, you hear Coach Polk just say out loud, that's gone. Did you hear that? Listen. And there's a high fly ball. <laughs> that's out of here. <laughs> Coach Polk knew it as soon as it was off his bat. And so they go to the bottom of the 11th. You got two outs, and uh, Hunt is out there on the mound. First pitch. Ball in the air, should be caught. Davis is waiting. Mississippi State has won the series. A fly ball to Jess Davis in dead center. First ball hitting, Justin Bench flies out, and Mississippi State and 11 take a 7-6 victory. And that's how close it was. Uh, some radio calls for you, what it sounded like on the uh, – on the radio in those ball games. And yeah, so you know the the bottom of that 11th inning was pretty interesting, right? It was three balls put in play and all three hit into the outfield and off the bat you're going, "Here we go." <laughs> Are we going to tie it up and go to 12? Hey, and Bill, uh full disclosure, let me ask you a question. When you are the guy who is running the radio station when the ball game is on, right? Like making sure the commercials air and when they call for a station ID, the 10 second station ID and everything. And you're, you're pushing the buttons and you're working the game, right? Mm-hmm. And the game goes to extra innings. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever sit there and you think to yourself, I don't care who wins, just get it over with. Well, back when I used to have to do that, of course, now you know everything's on computer, and uh, they, actually, they actually run it out of Missouri, right, at Learfield. Right. <laughs> I'm sure that guy's probably sitting there going, "Man, I, I was going to get out of here." In a minute. <laughs> I yeah. made that comment. I was watching the game <laughs> on Saturday in the the living room of my in laws' house down there in Vicksburg, and also there was my wife's grandmother. She's about to be 95 years old, and. Uh, she might as well be 65. She's amazing. Drives all over the place. And uh, we call her mom, Miss Smith. And she's a big old Miss fan. Of course, I'm a state fan. And that game went to extra innings. And I said, and we called her mom. I said, now, mom, you know, you're hoping Ole Miss wins. I'm hoping state wins. People in the stands. They... But those media people in the press box, <laughs> I said, they're starting to get to the point of, I don't care who wins this thing. Just one of y'all end it. Okay, we don't need a 15-inning ball game here on a Saturday night. I got plans. Maybe some of the young ones had a date. I don't know. But regardless, it's a little different for the uh, media folks. The extra innings baseball, uh, what better way uh, to sort of wrap it up? All right, y'all feel free to get in on in here on the show. Text me. It is 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number. Whatever you want to talk about is fine with me, 601-885-ESPN or 885-3776. You can call me on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment, Madison Jackson, 995-1059. That's a 601 number, 995-1059. I think I mentioned Lonely Eagle 
Uh, I mentioned his call or his text about the pitching staff earlier. He said the only team with a pitching staff as good, maybe better than Southern Miss, is Tennessee. But he also texted me later because I was sort of it's one of those thinking out loud moments. And I was thinking, okay, Southern Miss was number six in the country this past week. They just swept somebody. So I'm sure they probably moved up, you know. Uh, but what are they? Well, he's answered the question for me. They're up to number four now. They are the number four team in the country. And I think very deserving of that with as dominant as they have been for sure. Uh, so passing that along to you. Let's see. Uh, Eric on the country pleasing text. <laughs> what did he say? He said, Eric said, can you play Kellum, uh, David Kellum's call of the last out of the series? Maybe backed by an orchestra of sad trombones. <laughs> sad trombones? No, I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have any of that with an orchestra of uh, sad trombones. I may have, I have a way of, and sometimes people send them out, different schools will send them out, um, you know, radio calls from, from time to time, and then uh, those things pop up. Maybe I can pull some of that in here on the show for you. Um, here is, this is, um, we play those others for you. This is the last pitch of the game, uh, David Killam's call. Swung on, straight away center, and State's going to win it. Caught there by Davis, and Mississippi State hey. rushes the field. They get two out. Hey, you notice this, and I thought I'm going to start again, but State must have had a pretty good crowd there, and I, I don't know that you could tell that from television, but they made a lot of noise. You can actually hear it on the radio broadcast. Six straight series over Ole Miss. As K.C. Hunt retires all eight, the last eight of the game, and the Rebels come up empty. Bulldogs seven, Ole Miss six in 11 innings. You know, and that's another stat that sort of goes underappreciated in that game. K.C. Hunt going out there in the 10th and 11th, and what did he say, or 9th, 10th, 11th, and recording eight straight outs. That was huge. That was a huge performance for State to be able to get out of there with that win. And then real quick, Squares texted the show, said Coach Polk makes it known that he doesn't want a long game. <laughs> he, well, he can do that, and none of them do. Let's get on the bus. All right, over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, 995-1059. That's the number to call us, where we have Winslow hanging on line one. Hey, Winslow, happy Monday. Hey, happy Monday to you too, Matt. Yeah, I want to talk about Coach Folk in just a minute, but I was just going to tell you, when I saw KC go into the game, uh, I, w I was a little nervous because I had already checked the uh, box score from the day before, and I, I knew he had thrown 54 pitches, mm -hmm. and I was kind of keeping up with the Johnson kid because he had thrown 41, and, and so when Cumbus hit that home run, it was Johnson's 99th pitch, you know, in, in the last probably – what, 12 to 14 hours? Mm -hmm. So I, I was really, really nervous thinking, okay, KC, so you, you got to hang on, you know, because he was up around 75 pitches himself at, at one point. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that was that was one of those where, you you know, the game is over and, and you don't have any – you look there and you don't have any fingernails left. You know? <laughs> so, uh, right, for sure. But old Coach Polk, I, I'm going to have to go see Coach Polk. If he's going to be down here speaking at that ceremony, I, yeah. I don't typically – go to a lot of award ceremonies, but 
but he he is he's worth the uh, the ticket, and, and it's kind of a coincidence that you talk about that on the eve of stated Ole Miss playing in Jackson, mm-hmm. because you know back back in the early years when that game was first started and they played at Smith Wills, the the ticket arrangement was that the alumni chapters of both schools sell the tickets, and each school got to keep a hundred percent of all the money for advance sales. So, you know, State would really get out there. I wasn't even in the chapter then, and I'd get a call and say, can can you take 20? Can you take 40? You know, how many tickets can you sell in advance? Because they really hustled to sell that. And they, they wanted Coach Polk to come down, like, for a, a fundraising lunch of the day of the game. And I think he, his offer was, well, if you can sell it, sell all our tickets in advance, I'll come down. And so generally the tickets were sold. And, and as right before Coach Polk stepped up to the podium, he typically was handed a check, you know, for that. <laughs> so it, it was one of those things where, you know, he, and he was he was worth the price of admission every time. Every time. And I agree, Winslow. People who have not heard Coach Polk speak, um, it's great. The guy is hilarious now, and he's got great stories. And I know we're about to get cut off here, but just so everybody knows, Winslow, it's going to be on – May the 23rd in um, Jackson. May the 23rd. That'll be the Monday of the week of the SEC baseball tournament. Thanks for the call. We'll uh, come back a few minutes left with you here on this Monday. I'm looking forward to it. Well, then we'll wrap things up right around the corner. Stick with me here in the Bureau. Back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Yes, indeed, Grumpy. Yes, I can. And here it is right here via a press release that I got in an email today from Bill Blackwell at the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame and Museum. It says, and I quote, The Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame and Museum, along with the Pearl River Resort and the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians, is pleased to announce that Hall of Fame baseball coach Ron Polk will be the featured speaker at the presentation of the 2022 Ferris Trophy. The Ferris Trophy is named in memory of the former Major League star and longtime Delta State baseball coach Dave Boo Ferris, and annually it goes to the most outstanding college player in Mississippi each year. This will be the 18th presentation of the award. The winner will be announced at a luncheon held at the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame in Jackson on May the 23rd. And uh, according to my calendar, that'll be a Monday, May 23rd. The SEC baseball tournament will start the following day on the 24th. And here you go. Tickets for the luncheon banquet are on sale now at the Hall of Fame office. Or you can get them online at uh, msfame.com. Individual tickets are $40 each. And also tables of eight are available. The luncheon is going to begin at 1130. This year's winner will be announced at the close of that event on that Monday the 23rd. Finalists for this year's award will be announced May the 16th. What are the chances a kid from Southern Miss wins it this year? <laughs> Somebody? <laughs> I'm just saying. 
But anyway, there you go, Winslow. Winslow texts me. The reason I... Uh, not Winslow. Grumpy. The, grumpy. The reason I... I'm reading it because Grumpy texted me and said, Matt, could you repeat that info about Coach Polk's speaking engagement? Winslow needs a segment once a week. You hear that, Winslow? Grumpy wants you on here for a segment on the show once a week, at least. And uh, I think we can do it. And just call me. <laughs> it's the phone lines are open. No, I always enjoy hearing from Winslow. It's great. A couple of things, uh, housekeeping, stuff you need to know. Bill, do you know anybody who's a plumber? Uh, no, I don't. Not personally? Well, no, I do. Yes, I do know something. You do? Okay, well, yes. I thought I'd tell you that to see, I'm sort of setting you up here. Because today, April the 25th, is National Hug a Plumber Day. Oh. Now, here's the thing about that. I don't know that there's another person out there who I have more respect for than a plumber. Okay? Plumbers. I'll hug them if they pull their pants up first. I mean. Pull their britches up. <laughs> <laughs> Plumbers crack. Hey, buddy. <laughs> but well, here's what I was going to say. Back over that. <laughs> here's what I was going to say, Bill. I have so much respect for plumbers. I mean, you talk about doing an unbelievable service to the general public that, frankly, it's just a lot of people don't have the guts to to dive into. And no, that may not even necessarily be a pun. I was going to say. But I just think on National Hug a Plumber Day, you ought to hug them at the beginning of the day. Yeah. And not at the end of it. You agree with that? Uh, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with that one, yeah. I'm telling you, I admire plumbers, man. I admire plumbers. I have to let my nephew know that. Snaking things out of drains and pipes and crawling around under houses, which is what he does a lot. Handling toilets. Mm. No. Man, I appreciate plumbers. All of you. Every last one of you. I appreciate you. Especially Reuben and Daryl and the guys that crappy, come to my house. Job. <laughs> it can be a real crappy job sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just want to get y'all hug a plumber today. Uh, after supper. <laughs> Not before. I'm just kidding. Take a shower first. Every last one of them's got more guts and backbone than I do, and I, my hat's off to them. My hat's off to them. Okay, a couple of other things that are. Major, for people who grew up in the 80s and lived through the 90s, because both of these happen on the same day, the same day. On this day in 1992, April the 25th, 1992, the final show, uh, the final episode of this show aired on ABC. Show me that smile. Remember Kirk Cameron in that show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And his, yep. And what was that guy's name? Uh, Thick. Alan Thick played the dad. Alan Thick. Yeah, Growing Pains. Growing Pains. Starring Kirk Cameron. Sharing the love to love. Sing along, everybody. 
from my generation. Uh, Alan Thicke wrote that theme song, too. I know. It's a talented yeah. musical family, wasn't he? Yeah, he wrote, he's, uh, wrote a bunch of theme songs. And Alan Thicke had a great voiceover voice also. Oh, yeah. Had a long... not doing too bad either. I'm telling you. So it was the same day. April 25th, 1992, they showed the final episode of Growing Pains on ABC, and as soon as it was over, they then showed the final episode of this show on ABC. There's more to life than what you're living, so take a chance and face the wind. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael J. Fox. Yep. Uh, what's that girl's name who was a sister? Uh, Justine Bateman. Justine Bateman. Justin, who names a kid Justin? Let's ask him. Her brother's name is Justin. Justin and Justine. What are y'all thinking? (laughs) The name of the show is Who's the Boss? And I have just, we have just talked about the wrong show because of me. It's not Michael J. Fox. We're thinking Family Ties. (laughs) I got it all wrong. I was thinking, where's he going with this? That this, doesn't sound like the right music, but anyway. <laughs> this was Who's the Boss with yeah, Tony Danza. Boss? Tony Danza, yeah. And uh, the girl, what's the girl's yeah, name? Yeah, Alyssa cr- Milano. Yeah, that crazy girl. She went slap crazy. Yeah, she's crazy now. Hey, I'm talking about slap crazy, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> bless her heart. He's a, he's a slapper crazy. Well, I mean, bless her heart. Anyhow, look. I got it wrong. Well, it was not little girl on Who's the Boss, and now she's yes, Tony Danza and Alyssa yeah. Milano. It's Who's the Boss. Say, wait, I hear that music, and he's talking about family. Time. I'm wait sorry, it wasn't <laughs> family. I I fouled it up, Bill. <laughs> I'm just, I totally fouled that up. Anyway, <laughs> You're tired. You're yeah, tired. 1990, this day, 92, Growing Pains and Who's the Boss. That's it. The yeah. end. That's it. The end. I just saw Tony Danza on a. On CBS, the uh, Blue Bloods show, he was playing a police officer. See, I didn't even know he was still yeah, doing he's, anything. He's still around, yeah. He's still around. Okay. Um, still remember from Taxi, though. That's that's where everybody got to know Tony Danza. Uh huh. From Taxi. Taxi. Hey, <laughs> and you know, okay, let's just say it like it is. Taxi, Bill, one of the most underrated shows of all time, and oh, and no I kidding. say that even knowing that. It had a humongous following, and it's still underrated, according to like how good it was and how funny that show was. You know, and what was the guy's name who wound up playing Doc on? Oh, it was the yeah, uh, Christopher. Uh, um, what's the name of the show? Christopher. He was Doc on Back yeah. to the Future. Yep. Come on, Bill. You can think of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna come to me in a minute. I just one of those days. I'm thinking about I'm th- talking about Louie right now up there in the cage. Uh, <laughs> Danny DeVito. Oh yeah, DeVito. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, Taxi had Danny DeVito, Tony Danza, the guy who played Doc on Back to the Future, whatever his name is. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. I almost said Lloyd. I promise you, I almost said Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, well, Kani- well Kaniki from Greece. You know that would be. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, What's his name? Uh, he just passed away just recently, a couple of years ago. There is a uh, very famous episode of Taxi, you know, one of the funniest, when Christopher Lloyd, the, the character that he was playing, they took him to his driver's test. Mm. Right? Like he's going to take a driver's test. Do you remember that one? Mm. Yeah. 
That's a great episode. <laughs> Bless his heart. Remember the cookies. Yeah, he ate the, co- <laughs> ate the cookies. Bless their heart. They, they shouldn't have had those cookies before they went there. You know what I'm saying? No. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was a great show. Everybody remembered it but us. Look at that. Bully Bill, Billy Madison, Matt, yeah, Andy. Everybody got it. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd, guys. Guys, it's Christopher. They're like, they're yelling at us. It's Christopher Lloyd, Matt, <laughs> yeah, we, and Bill. You know, sometimes if the old guys have the green freeze. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Dog is going to send us some new hats. That's what I saw on there. I wonder what they're going to look like. Because uh, they're plumbers, too, over there yeah. at EMI. Well, you see me you send me that hat, dog tired, and today on National Hug a Plumber Day, my hat will tip to you. My tip my cap to you. Because I respect y'all. All right. Fun show today on a reaction Monday, full of baseball, and we'll be in preview mode tomorrow. Dogs and Rebels gonna play again tomorrow night. So let's tee it up. All that coming up tomorrow. We'll see you then. For Bill, I'm Matt, everybody in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. See ya. <laughs>